0: Okay, gang, here we go, getting ready to talk to another first-time homebuyer who reached out to me in January and said, I think I'm gonna buy in July, and he had a house like five weeks later. So, <laughs> Brian, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Yeah,
1: doing well. Just really happy to be on the podcast and try to contribute back to you know all that you've been doing,
0: too. That's awesome, buddy. Uh, so are you in your new house right now?
1: Yes, I am. Right now, it looks a little bare in
0: the back walls right now, but slowly getting
1: there and make it more homey.
0: <laughs> That's cool. Well, you know, I always think if you have too much stuff in the background, it can look a little busy, says the guy <laughs> with 900 pictures behind him. But um, OK, so um, tell everybody we like to start with what's your biggest lesson learned um, since you're sitting there in a brand new house and other people would like to be as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I'd say the biggest lesson that I've learned is uh, definitely ask all the questions that you wouldn't even, you know, think of. Like especially for HOA and things like that. Um, for my house, I didn't know that they built partly into an easement <laughs> um, until closing. So that was definitely a big thing that I was uh, not expecting. So that could affect, you know, building a fence or something like that in the backyard. Um, so you know, to really do your due diligence and research and thinking about all the different things that you could ask.
0: Wow. Now, tell us about that. Where are you in that situation? Are you still waiting to figure it out with them? Has it been resolved?
1: Yeah. So when I was closing with the attorneys, they told me, you know, you are... Partly in an easement. And we asked them, you know, would we be able to build a fence or anything like that? We had asked the builder and the sales um, person as well. They said, yeah, it should be fine. Um, They made a few calls. They said, as long as it doesn't affect your uh, drainage, your natural drainage, it should be fine. Um, But in the slight off chance that the city comes in, they could knock down your fence and you'd be responsible for putting it back.
0: Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so so you have an easement part of your property, could be the city might need to access part of your property to get to someplace else that's near your property?
1: Right, exactly. So it's like a stormwater easement, I believe, so for drainage. Yes. So if they ever need to do maintenance on it, then, uh, yeah, that could be quite a headache for me down the line. But fingers crossed, that won't happen.
0: You know, I tell people all the time, always good to make sure that you have everything, uh, everything, all the questions asked, all the i's dotted and the t's crossed but Mm -hmm. you know i have sold homes with people that the buyers have come in and they go we say okay what about this easement people be like i've been here 25 years and the city's never gone on that part of the property so you know sometimes it it can work out for you uh and just knowing that it's there at least it's not going to be a big surprise because you know like you wake up one day and your roof's leaking you weren't expecting that but with this, at least you're always thinking something could be happening there. Right, exactly, exactly. Okay, Brian, you've been really cool. You and I have been communicating a little bit uh, as we do, you know, I've got hundreds of people all over the country I'm talking to, but um, as I saw your name come across and, you know, got you hooked up, um, it was really fun for me because I looked back at your original uh, contact with us, which was like, okay, hi, it's uh, January 9th and I'm thinking about moving in July. Uh, Tell everybody when you close. Uh, So
1: I close February 23rd. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 223,
0: 2023 I will not forget that date. So so you contacted us July 9th, said, give me about five months, and you ended up going in about five weeks. So (laughs) how did that work for you? What was the process? Um, So everybody knows you came into it with a good chunk of money. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember what your down payment was? You you, you got a place just under $400,000. Mm-hmm. Were you at 20%, 10%, 5%, 3%? What'd you put down?
1: Yeah, so I was right under um, 10%. So I did
0: about 9%. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you still had enough left for your closing costs then?
1: Yeah, so that's an interesting thing in terms of how I worked out with the builders. They actually had uh, incentives. So if I did the nine percent, then they would give me thirty thousand towards closing costs.
0: Uh, Whoa!
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and nine percent was just their magic number,
1: right? Yeah, you had to reach you know a certain down payment percentage in order to get you know it was up to thirty thousand. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, yeah.
0: so this was
1: new construction then, yes? Yes, new construction, and we had to go with their preferred lender in order to get that uh, credit as well.
0: So you went with their lender, but you went with your own real estate representative, correct? Correct, yes.
1: Uh, unicorn uh, that you referred me, Colleen Bondel she was amazing, really you know, helped me <laughs> throughout the entire process. So it was great.
0: Now a lot of people will 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 tell me, um, and this is re- This is really good, and so I'm going to repeat this. The incentives are usually tied to the lender. Mm-hmm. You, as the buyer, depending on the current market, are usually okay to have your representative. And Colleen, the unicorn, uh, what were some of the things that she helped you out with? Because you know, with a new build, a lot of times people think, "Oh, I'm just going to talk straight to the builder." But mm-hmm. what were some of the things she did to help you with the process?
1: Yeah, she asked a really, you know, a lot of good questions to the builder, asking about uh, the actual community itself, like how many renters there are, you know, people have investment properties here. So just to kind of get a feel of what the community will be like and how it kind of develop. Um, those, that was, you know, something that I didn't think about, like neighbors and renters and everything. <laughs> so it was great. And then she just asked really specific questions, like about the ins- uh, insulation type and then, you know, Uh, more things about the fence and yard things. So she really helped out there. Uh, But she also had her own team. So she had her own lender that I reached out to and then eventually didn't go with him. But he helped me even forwards, knowing that I was going to go with him to help me get the best um, interest rate and uh, everything like that.
0: You know, it's one of the things I try to explain to people all the time is that, you know, I I just in, in a podcast I did the other day realized that you know, I've, I've got like 300 unicorns and there are other good agents out there. Uh, you know, I just don't know them. But there really aren't that many. But 300 out of 3 million is 0.01%. And the fact that Colleen has a good relationship with other lenders, you got that awesome benefit of being able to double check. Okay, the lender's giving me 30 grand. What's the catch? Mm-hmm. And you got somebody else to check that out for you for free. So, and and now he found out, the the other lender found out that they couldn't get you a better rate and they were like, this is great. I I don't have $30,000 to go to give you. So they just told you to go with the other lender. Was that correct?
1: Correct, yeah. And then once, even with that, uh, you know, that was done with. And then a week later, he called me up again. I was out doing errands and he said, hey, really still been thinking about this and then let's maximize. So we did a three, uh, we did a two, one buy down, which wasn't an offer, from the preferred lender before to still be able to use um, all the 30000 and still get a better interest rate um, for uh, my loan.
0: Okay, so those you newbies out there who've never bought a home before, this is amazing. So you're working with a lender. The bank said, I'm gonna give you $30,000, the builder. We're gonna give you $30,000. You're like, that's awesome. But the other lender, who was because you had the relationship with the realtor told mm-hmm. you, hey, you need to ask for a buy down as well. So it was something they didn't even offer. You just asked for it and then you got it?
1: Right. So uh, at first, with the builder's lender, they're saying, you know, 4.99% with the 30,000, which was already great uh, at the time. Wow. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, the Colleen's lender, uh, he said, you know, that's great and all, but. Let's look at a 2 1 buy down so that you're still able to use all of that 30,000 and still get an even better um, mortgage rate. So, when hopefully the economy gets better, you can just refinance.
0: Now, was it a true 2 1 buy down? Are you at 2.99 for the first year? Uh, so,
1: I'm at, uh, let's see, 2. No, I'm at 3.125% um, right now.
0: Wow. So the way it works is with a 2-1 buy down, it's 2 points off the first year. So your your final's going to be about 5.1. Right, exactly. So you you originally and gang, that's the way it works. Yes, he said 4.99, but then he finished at 5.1 because it depends on the day that you lock the rates change continually, and not to mention once you change your down payments or you go to a two one buy down, sometimes you might have to get a little increase to get that, but what you do is for the first year you take two points off, and then the one part of the two one is you take one point off, and then your third year you go to what, by the way, a lot of people are probably slamming their headphones right now because you're locked in for thirty years at five point one. That's amazing! Wow, was that a just was that another one of those builder incentives that that the other lender that you checked with just said, "Hey, you got to run with that. It's too good to go for." Or did you catch? I guess you caught the early at the beginning of the year, but I don't remember mm-hmm. it dropping that much.
1: Yeah, so it was um, an incentive from the builder's lender that you know saying, "If you went with us, we can get you at this rate and that
0: thirty thousand as well." Wow. Yeah. So it's always good to check. And, you know, when when you have that buyer representative there on your side and you're not just working with the director or, or the, the builder directly, mm-hmm. you'll have somebody asking all those questions. And right. plus the other lender knew that you were talking to another lender when you're bringing in all these questions. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing that people don't understand is the the lender that you're working with, they're getting pressure from the builder. The builder wants to maximize profit. They've got a deal working together, which should be illegal, but it's not. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so tell us about the process of buying a new home. What led you towards a new home versus a resale?
1: Yeah, so I had been kind of soft planning for a few months, probably since the summer of 22. Um, And so looking in the area, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, and, you know, you always think, you know, with a older home, you never know what's going to happen. You could have an old roof that's not going to be doing well, or, you know, something that could potentially go wrong. Um, and those houses were pretty much at the same price as this current house that I'm in. So I was like, that's kind of a no brainer. It's a great location. And um, the other ones, they're a bit older. So might as well pay just a little bit more just for, you know, um, having everything brand new, um, and kind of having a clean slate. So that's what led me to go to a new construction home.
0: A lot of people will reach out to me from the podcast, whether it's an email or a text, or they'll go to my website and they'll send me a question. And they'll always ask, you know, what do you prefer, new home or uh, a resale home? Mm -hmm. And the problem is, like, you just started to touch. There's no way I can answer that. In my neighborhood, in Southern California, where everything's built out, you either have to wait for them to tear down something, and when they do, they might build new homes in the middle of it, or you have to be way out in the sticks. So for you, you said it was a good neighborhood. What, for you, were you looking for in the neighborhood? Are you in the middle of the hustle and bustle with homes around you, or are you on the outside of town?
1: So I'm sort of in that middle bit. So I'm 10 minutes away from downtown and pretty much 10 to 15 minutes away from a lot of other things as well within this area, which was a huge bonus for me. I didn't even realize how close I was to other things. That's um, so awesome. That was, yeah, that was great. And then, you know, being close enough to the highway where it's about a two minute drive so I can get to anywhere through the belt line. Um, so that's you know, location was definitely important in terms of downtown, just in case if I want to resell, if I want to have as investment property, uh, location I knew was going to be a, a key part of that.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, I, for those of you listening, um, I'm, I'm looking at him on video, uh, you, are a young guy, um, compared to me. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so one of the things you're thinking about potentially for this, because who knows what's gonna happen with life in the next five, 10 years for you. You're young, you're probably gonna get promotions, make more money. Thinking about this as a potential rental was in the back of your mind, and that close to the city, that's a good thing for the rental. Is that totally. what you were thinking about?
1: <laughs> yes, definitely, yeah. Because again, like you said, you know, five to 10 years you know, down the line, Ideally, I would like to get a new place just because, you know, I want to, as I'm younger, I want to start you know, having multiple properties, but also maybe I want something new, a different area. Maybe I may be starting families. So just having that option was something that I really wanted.
0: That's very cool. Well, you know, if you're, uh, as you move forward, I'm sure you'll be able to talk to your unicorn Colleen about this uh, later on in life. you can also move out of that and rent it. And once you rent it for a year, mm-hmm. then you can sell it and buy another investment property and do a 1031 exchange and you don't have to pay taxes on it. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, there's no, all kinds of interesting things you can do. Right. Do you already have a budget in place to try to... Keep, I mean, I mean, you just got in this place a few months ago. Are, mm-hmm. are you thinking about saving to try to keep this one? Or are you just like, dude, I still have stuff to buy furniture. Leave me alone.
1: Yeah, so... <laughs> I've already bought a lot. I feel like I've done a lot of painted a lot of rooms, put up ceiling fans, making it feel like home. So I'm thinking, you know, probably five to seven years. I'm, you know, starting to save now. You know, budget for a potential new property, um, but so kind of doing both at the same time.
0: Uh, yeah. You know, the great thing about doing that way, if, if for anyone out there who is thinking about using this first home as a stepping stone, there really are so many ways to skin the cat. You can save as much as you can. Um you can also uh depending on where the market's going, um you could save a little less and just concentrate on using the equity on this one. But if you want to keep it, uh you can still use the equity uh mm-hmm. as long as you're down below the 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 current average rent in the area, you can get a line of credit um out of the home, get a, a an equity line. And use that to either help you purchase your next property or help you, uh, as opposed to having to cash out, and then you can still keep it and then get a renter in there. Now, I remember looking, you know, at your at your original questionnaire when you checked in with us. Mm-hmm. Um, did you buy this on your own? Because your rent you were splitting before you moved in, right? Mm-hmm. So, is this just you on the purchase?
1: Yeah. So it's just me. And then I, I have my girlfriend here that will help pay for um, half the mortgage. So,
0: yeah. So you guys were, were you together before splitting a rent somewhere else?
1: Uh, no. So we weren't. I was living with my sister before. Um, so we had split the rent for a two bedroom uh, apartment. Um, and then, yeah, here moving in. Uh, it's, so it's just me on, you know, the, uh, the mortgage, but just, you know, essentially house hacking it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So a lot of people will talk to me about, you know, like they, they go to their lender and they go, don't give me my full, full approval because I don't Mm want to pay that much. But in your case, you got the full approval as much as your income and your debt would allow knowing that a portion of it was going to be paid for once you already started that mortgage. Mm -hmm. Right. Very cool. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So so many people ask us about us. How did the new home buying process work for you? The, the big thing for everybody listening is, I don't know if it's right for you in your area. Do you know who will? A local unicorn realtor, a professional is going to be able to show you the difference. Um, mm-hmm. Because in some areas, there are great new developments. And like Brian, like you said, you found that they were pretty equal to the older homes. So it was kind of a no brainer for you. Yeah, right. Exactly. Where were they in the building process when you got in? Did you have to buy like a plot of dirt, or were, was it already starting to be built?
1: Yeah. So this community, there, you know, people had already started living in their new homes, but the one that I'm currently in was pretty. I'd say about maybe sixty five percent complete. So they had countertops in some, you know, the backsplash cabinets, um, but they had uh, model homes as well that would go through. It wasn't the same layout. But yeah, this house was, you know, in good enough shape where I could see myself actually living here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you it—you you didn't have to, to worry and have the vision. I know sometimes you walk through the model home and you're like, this is great. And then when you do the math, you realize, wait a minute, it'd be 100,000 more if I wanted to get it to look just like this. All right, so exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all so your this- extras, your upgrades were already being put in the home. right.
1: And they they had some brochures and, you know, showed us, you know, what actual materials were going in and what appliances, because this house came with all the blinds, which weren't in yet, but came with uh, washer, dryer as well, dishwasher, stove, microwave, and oven. So pretty much everything.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. And so how long was the the wait if it was 65% done? Were they building while you were under contract? Yes,
1: they were. So I checked this house out in this community uh, on MLK. So I think uh, January 20th, somewhere around there, 25th. Uh, and that's when it was about 65% complete. And then February 23rd is when it was completely done. Came back and checked it you know, the week prior, made sure it was all good, blue taped it and everything.
0: Now, for those of you wondering the difference between a new home and a resale home, a resale home, you do an inspection, and then you and the the uh, seller will have a, a brand new negotiation. When you negotiate the price of the home, you're not done. And then you figure out what's going to get repaired or what you're going to get a credit. What he's talking about, what Brian's talking about, the blue tape, is you get a walkthrough and they give you a roll of blue tape. Do you Did you get the year that they were going to fix everything, too?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So the blue tape, you go around and any little things you find that you don't like, you stick the blue tape on and they send the crew in to go fix it up before you even move in. Then you have a one-year deal with the builder. uh, And if anything goes wrong, then you're going to be able to get that repaired on them. And you said you have an HOA in this community, right? Yes, correct. Now... People are freaking out about HOAs. I just, I actually just saw a thing uh, on John Oliver on last week tonight talking about it. And um, I get it, but the new builders, they're all creating some kind of HOA. Um, are you paying a lot for a lot of amenities or a little for them just to like fix up the curbs in the streets?
1: Yeah. So paying 55 months. So just a little, uh, but there's no amenities here. So it's just, you know, I guess maintenance of the roads and things like that.
0: That's cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anything else about the process? Uh, Anything that that shocked you or surprised you? Uh, Any obstacles that you overcame or uh, anything that you were expecting to be a big problem and it ended up being no big deal? Share the wisdom with the gang.
1: Yeah, definitely. One of my, I guess, biggest concerns was breaking the lease on my apartment because originally I did want to move in around July just because that's when my uh, lease was going to end. And I was thinking, you know, I've heard horror stories of, you know, breaking a lease would cost, you know, half of whatever, you know, was left on your term or something like that. But thankfully for mine, it was, you know, just one month's rent if they didn't find a new renter. But thankfully they did find one. So didn't have to pay anything, which was great. Um, and then just timing it all out with moving into here and whatnot. Um, also just fearing, you know, if, my closing date would move or not. So that was just a big fear of mine, but thankfully it all worked out. Um, And then, so my sister actually bought the house right next to me as well. No Uh, way! Yeah, so coordinating with her and, you know, moving everything as well. So uh, it it worked out great that, you know, her house finished a month after mine. So she just lived with me for a little bit, stored her stuff in my garage and yeah, all worked out. So it was great.
0: Wow, you guys can get walkie talkies. You don't even have to oh. use cell minutes. That's right, awesome.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, no, great.
0: <sighs> wow. Oh my god, that is amazing. And yeah, uh, you know, I I'm I'm really glad it worked out perfect for you. I will, as a, a warning to everybody, that time of year, I'm I'm amazed you didn't have any uh, winter weather delays on your construction. That's pretty amazing. Right. But it's very smart of you to have checked out your lease. I think a lot of people just assume, and so they end up waiting six months. And mm-hmm. wh- if they just taken the time to read their lease, um, because you can ask you know, right away, get that copy, dig in your emails, find out what it's actually going to be. I always try to tell people most of the time in an appreciating market, especially like we're in in 2023, it's going to be worth whatever it is unless you've got a crazy thing where they do make you pay like crazy, but holy, that's why you reached out in January and you said July. Right. So what happened? Did you find the house and then call your unicorn and say, okay, I really want to check on this one. Or did your unicorn say, let's look at your lease. What happened?
1: Yeah. So again, I've been soft planning for months. Uh, I saw this property, you know, quite a lot during my searches. Uh, And then, It was still available by the time that, you know, you referred Colleen and I told her, you know, I really want to check out this community, this area, because they have a townhouse as well. Uh, So it was this one, a detached home or a townhouse. And we checked those two out the same day and just went from there.
0: So that's cool. So you were going apples to bananas to oranges. You were checking Three completely different styles. Mm-hmm. What led you to this style? Was it uh, wh- where was this? Was it the cheapest, the middle, or the most expensive?
1: So surprisingly, this was the cheapest option <laughs> the the detached tone
0: Wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was the what were the things that made you choose uh, besides the cheapest, or, or was it just that?
1: Uh, it was also just having my own yard and being able to take care of, I, I i like to you know do manual labor and like handyman stuff so i like to fix things up With the townhome i would be a bit more limited so here you know more space it was cheaper and to me it just made more sense
0: so you had to like do a little workshop in the backyard all right mm-hmm that's awesome yeah i was wondering i was like when i asked you about the house you said oh, i've already put up ceiling fans i me if i bought a new place i'd be like no no the builder puts up the ceiling fans i don't right. do
1: that <laughs> uh, yeah i've done a lot of projects like changing out all the light switches so i have smart light switches um nice. the house so it's definitely been a process but I've, you know learned a lot
0: <laughs> how do you enjoy the smart lights
1: they're great, um, especially when you you know got all comfy on the couch about to watch a movie, uh, and you can just tell your you know Google Home or Alexa to turn on the fan or turn on the light or if you're in bed. So it's it's been great.
0: Well, for all you youngsters out there like Bryant, people my age remember when there were commercials in the middle of the night for something called the Clapper. <sighs> Google it; it's awesome. I, it never worked, but I, I was a <laughs> sucker. I bought one of those. Clap off your lights. doesn't <laughs> dim it and it doesn't turn on your music. <laughs> so, I'm a little more down with uh, Alexa or Google. So, um, Brian, this is fantastic. Uh, I have so many people asking me about about new builds versus resale. Uh, this was really informative I think understanding, you know, we didn't get into it a lot, but the reason why Brian came to me on January 9th and had keys uh, to 23, 2023 in just a matter of weeks was because he came in with his credit score in good shape savings. He had done a lot of pre-planning, soft planning, as he liked to say. And so it's a credit to you congratulations and uh and now you've got a great connection there in raleigh and you're going to be able to that's the nice thing about working with a unicorn uh you know now you can talk to her and you could talk to that lender that you didn't even make a dime off you but you can call him up in a, a couple years and be like let's talk finances and he'll be like i remember you that's a pretty pretty incredible team you've got set up for you now moving forward
1: yeah, thank you so much, and yeah, thank you again for you know, all that you've done with you know the podcast and you know referring Colleen to me. It's been a huge help, definitely. I thought it was going to be a massive thing that was just going to blow my mind apart, uh, but it was much easier than I expected. You know, and I'm a warrior, so it was a big help to you. Thanks.
0: That's awesome. You know, it's it, it, being able to find someone like you, uh, you know, within our, our conversations. And uh, thanks for the picture, by the way. You're going on the wall sometime soon. Shout out to Mixed Tiles. Not a sponsor, but they should be. Those things are awesome. Stick them right on the wall. I love it. Being able to to take everything that I, I learned and being able to reach out with someone like you. I know you would have done this on your own. You were a planner. You were doing the work. So I'm glad that we got to make the last steps just nice and easy with a good pro team and you're going to do great shape, great, great part of the country to have a property that you either, you know, flip yourself or keep as an investment. So congratulations, Brian. I'll let you get back to uh, enjoying your home now. Thank you so much and uh, have fun in Raleigh, buddy. Thank you.